Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cinema Vino. Uh, due to the July 4th holiday, we're going to push back our episode on 21 Grams a couple of days. We'll get it out this weekend to you for sure. But in the meantime, this is a good chance for us to take a look back at a classic episode that we did a couple of years ago on the movie Tremors. It's one of Travis's favorite movies, and he has a lot to say about it. So it's definitely worth a revisit, and if you haven't listened to that episode before, it's definitely worth checking out. So uh, now enjoy a look back at our episode on Tremors. Spooky out there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now yeah, there we go. That was kind of scary. Yeah. I felt like my laugh was very Woody Harrelson like, but you know. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll work on that. That's that's a work in progress. We got, so we got a little bit to work on. We'll, we'll yeah. get there. Um. So yeah, welcome back. We got Tay and Hey Travis. Oh hey. Uh, Sean Jordan is absent tonight. Um, oh yeah, he's yeah. got an anniversary thing. He's he, putting on the old Cisco CD with a lady. Yeah, <laughs> one three minute story at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like someday Cisco's thing is gonna, it's going to be like the great American novel. You know, oh, it's yeah. going to be like mm-hmm. Hemingway, where people just go back and then they go back and back over and over again just yeah. to rediscover it. Yeah, yeah, that's... just to learn more about it and to learn more about themselves at the same time. 100%. Yeah. Moving on. Yes. So, um, <laughs> we're going to start our Halloween series tonight. So this is going to be looking at um, scary movies. Spoopy. For the the Halloween season. Well, scary movies slash monster movies. Yeah. 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 Halloween appropriate films. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, so we're going to start with Tremors. Yeah. Which is a classic uh, cult film. 1990. Um Spawned a whole bunch of sequels, <laughs> which, to be honest, I haven't seen well, any of. I, you, you haven't seen any? Just the first the, one. the first two the, yeah. are, are worth it. They're pretty good. Yeah. Then, then stop. Yeah. yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Which one was the Western one? Number four. That, that one actually was kind of okay. <laughs> Travis does not approve of that, but yeah. I thought it was okay. Yeah, Travis looks very angry. So, um, so basically, quick rundown. I've heard this described many times as Jaws in the Desert. And I think that's appropriate. Basically, I would say a group of small town eccentrics in the middle of Nevada deal with a land shark or like it was a graboid is what they're called. Yes. An yeah. underground monster that comes up out of the ground and eats people. So basic gist of it. You have some very eccentric characters uh, played by some recognizable people. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kevin Bacon in an early starring role post uh, Footloose. Uh, Reba McIntyre which I believe was post-Fancy, but... Uh, what the hell's Fancy? Is that's that? her big song. Yeah, her big oh, song, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was, I, her first film role, though, right? Yeah, it was yeah. her debut. Um, Fred Ward, who's been in a bunch of stuff. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, you can look up his filmography. You'll recognize him for sure. He was definitely... I think of him as the villain on the third Naked Gun movie. <laughs> so, Jeez. yeah. I think of him getting the brawl with uh, Lieutenant Drebin. Um... Yeah, the dad from Family Ties, Michael Gross. Love him. I heard yeah. Michael Gross, and I don't like that pronunciation. Yeah. We're going to continue with Michael Gross. That's like GIF. Yeah. I can't I can't get that out of my brain. Yeah. You know, I don't care what the guy who created GIF said. GIF. Yeah, no. 
Yeah, so he is Michael Gross. That's yep. the way it is. He's Josie Grossy. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to live with it. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, basically this is a, I mean, would you call this a horror comedy? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you, this was your pick, but uh, stolen from me, but continue. Yeah, no, I'm 100%. I, the more I've watched it over and over and over again, if you really think about it, and Todd, and I, I'm sure you'll probably get into it, but there's not really a whole lot of quote-unquote horror involved. There are some, like, sus- um, suspenseful scenes, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, it really is just that. There's a lot of comedy involved in it, but and there's these certain scenes where, you know, you don't even really see a lot of the graboid. It's just you just know it's there. Yeah. And, you know, it it is comical. And I, the more I've watched it, just it is actually a really good written movie. Like just dialogue wise. Yeah. It's just I mean, and I don't know if it, if 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 it really was intentional to be that way, mm-hmm. but it is a comedy, in my yeah. opinion. It, Very it's funny. a comedy that just happens to have a gigantic monster yeah. that lives in the ground. Yeah. Uh, a lot of parallels to Jaws. I mean, okay. other than the basic plot, it's like it. you don't see a lot of the monster, like you were saying. Yeah. It's only hinted at in a lot of the movie. You see what it's doing. You know, you see it, you know, pulling down cars or tearing up buildings, but you don't actually see the monster except in bits and pieces. Yeah. And, it, you know, it starts off picking off people. You know, before it gets to the basically the main cast who have to hunt it and kill it, but you see it picking off random like the couple building their own house and yada yada. Like it's, you see like how destructive it is before yeah. you know the final battle gets set up, and it gets smarter as it goes on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It, oh yeah. It, it learns. Yeah. They remember. Hmm. Um. And yeah, it's like there's ways to defeat it. You know, it has weaknesses, so. But yeah, and basically the people have to band together and get smart, like Jaws, to figure out how to kill it. Yeah. So it really is like a nature, man versus nature kind of thing. And I like how they had like all the members of the town in there. I think the population was some like fourteen. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you had um, the the shop where everybody congregated. You had like the crazy survivalist couple. You had the mother daughter with the the daughter with the pogo. Oh, also the. Um, little girl from Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, and yeah, this is 100%, you know, in, uh, inspired by Jaws because, you know, uh, everybody, their car is essentially becomes the boat where, you know, it's it's a very The Floor is Lava style movie, yeah. which is just fun to watch. But it's interesting that the monsters have like rules, like, all right, you can get on some boulders. Like it's 100%, it's it's floors lava yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's you gotta get know, higher I just, no i love it yeah. no earl you gotta get higher yeah the guy's sitting in a tire that was awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah and you know they have like different very different characters like you know kevin bacon and fred warder basically like they're kind of the tucker and dale type guys yeah. you know they're a little bit smarter than tucker, tucker and dale they're a little bit handier but they're still like kind of the the two bumpkins that oh yeah are in charge of basically they're the two, they're the two muscle guys when it comes to killing the monster. Yeah. Well, anytime you have your protagonist like pissing off the edge of a cliff and then like scratching his ass like in the the first fifteen <laughs> seconds you meet him, it's like you know it's gonna be good. Yeah, <laughs> eating bologna and beans yeah. and eggs in the morning and yeah, yeah, all, all kinds of good stuff. Hashtag wiener tits. And then <laughs> having it's it's not like a buddy cop drama, but it it's there. He uh, Kevin Bacon and Fred's wards. Um, Chemistry on screen was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They're they're back and forth uh, bullshit. Pretty funny. Yeah, and this this movie is so I always talk about how 
especially like direct to video um, horror films where it's just like a slasher uh, is just money in the bank because all they need to do is film the POV of like the slasher walking around the house and maybe coming up to kill somebody. But they do the same thing in this film. They have like little dust clouds showing or like fence falling down to show you where the graboid is chasing (laughs) after somebody. And they, yeah, much like Jaws, they try to show you almost nothing until the end. Just a fin. Yeah. And then they get to spend all their money on explosions, other craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought the monsters were cool in and of themselves. And it was a, a monster fake out because they didn't put on the poster what the creatures look like. So you just see the weird little tongue tendrils at the beginning. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, a fake out that I think works pretty well. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard the phrase tongue tendrils before, but I like it. Mm-hmm. That, that should be a new thing. That's my Wi-Fi password. <laughs> <laughs> tongue tendrils, one. <laughs> it's in my search history also. Yeah. Um, so, Tay, what would you think? I mean, and how many times have you seen it? Uh, far too many times. It is one of those... I, I honestly couldn't tell you the first time I saw it. Yeah. Like, I really don't know. Same. And I, I don't know if it was just like... I really think... Hey, I, I think my family was like, mom or dad was like rented it and watched it. And I watched it with them and I was like, this is really weird. And but I've revisited it because kind of like some of my favorite films. They tend to be on TV a lot. Yeah. And there for a while, like Trimmers was just on all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just kept watching it and watching it and watching it. And then I was like, okay. And but Travis, I think you and I were we started to watch the other ones like the two and the three and then that got to me to like revisit the first one again and just yeah. to realize like how good it actually was mm-hmm. but yeah, you know tay and i were roomies for a while and we yeah. didn't have any cable so we watched a lot of dvds yeah and i yeah. think i brought some and taylor or was like what the fuck is this well there's nothing else on it let's do it yeah that's, that's how i got taylor to enjoy lord of the rings that's oh, true yeah, yeah. yeah. watch that yeah all these years later mm. i know it's one of my favorites and here but, we are Still the one. <laughs> it's still a good. It, it it is one of my favorite films, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't say you know sit here give it X amount of stars. It's just it is a film that is very cult ish, and it has yeah. totally grown to that with all these other you know I guess what there's seven of them now. Yeah, seven or eight. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, and. I wouldn't be surprised if is there an anim- animated series on it? There no, needs to be. There, there was a sci-fi TV series. Oh, like that was 13 it. Thirteen episodes. Yeah, I Actually, remember it that. wasn't terrible. Um, I know, like at least one of the episodes, I was like, "Oh, this is really pretty good." Yeah. Um, but obviously, they were on a, on a sci-fi budget, and they couldn't, you know, yeah. do as much as they did in the films. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and again, I, like I said earlier, I love the dialogue. But, you know, there is. It's like you have the two guys at the very bit, in beginning. It's like, okay, they're, they're buddies. They're, they're, they're trying to find a better life for themselves. Mm-hmm. They're like, all right, we're, we're getting out of here. Fuck this place. We're gone. Yeah. And then they go out. They, they can't get out because of a situation with the road. Mm-hmm. Um, they also find a love interest, which wasn't really a love interest, I guess, per se. But no. they found, found a lovely lady that made them want to save the town, kind of. Yeah. It was like it was like she kind of gave them hope, a ray of hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
that whole time when they were back in there, I, I really thought, I was like, man, this is a well-stocked convenience store. Yes. This is a very well-stocked for 14 people. Yeah. And also, the girl from Jurassic Park, where is she getting her education from? Exactly. And I was like, are we homeschooling here? Yeah. It was like, you know, just these little things. Because it seemed like it was pretty far away. And then you had the town drunk who, spoiler alert, you know, is stuck on a damn pole because he can't. Yeah, Edgar. Mm-hmm. Goddamn Edgar, I got to get up there and get you. It was like, first of all, Kevin Bacon, great accent. Yes. <laughs> and it was a like, great accent. Yes. Uh, but the film really does, to me, hit like. And again, kind of like one of my favorites, Con Air. It just hits everything. <laughs> like it just like mm-hmm. it really in, in in a comedic way, but it really does hit like every aspect of like a film. Yeah, and that's why it's just still one of my favorites. Yeah, it's it's very. Uh, I get like Shaun of the Dead vibes. Yeah, from yeah. It a little bit goofy. Yeah, and that it's it, it yeah it does basically everything very pretty well. Like I I thought the monsters were cool. Uh, the monster fake out was cool. The um, all of the the gore that happens when this once they blow it up because yeah. they're just like going fishing. Mm-hmm. Michael Gross and Reba McIntyre in this film. Yes, I love them so much. One of the best on screen couples. Oh, in yeah. movie yeah. history. I mean, I uh, Michael Gross. I know you're listening to this right now. Uh, bring Reba back for the eighth film. Yes. yes. I mean, that one, two, and three were excellent. Four, okay. Five, maybe. Six, no. See, meh, I, I mean, seven, I, already, I, I don't know. I already had the title, but it's Trimmers. Trimmers seven. Eight. Trimmer's eight, Reba's revenge. Because <laughs> I, yeah, she comes back. You know, exactly. And, you know, it, that's how you start the new series. You say, okay, well, you know, I, again, I, I haven't seen seven, so I'm not really sure. No, but you know, she's here to avenge Gross's death. She comes back. She comes. You know, whatever. If, if he did or not, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like it's it's ready. Yeah. You know? What is the best line in this? Is it Reba's like, good Lord, honey, you didn't even get penetration with the elephant gun. <laughs> is that the best line? I definitely laughed and thought of you in yeah. that line. But um, Broke on the wrong golder in the rec room, you didn't use some bitch. <laughs> Who was well, what was the young the younger boy's name? Oh you uh, know, Melvin. Like, Melvin. Melvin, yeah. Melvin goddamn it. It's like I don't know why. Whenever they yelled at Melvin, I just loved every second yeah. of it. It's like, Melvin, you son of a bitch. It's like, yeah. it's like wait, what? And they yeah. just give him a gun out of nowhere. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> Bert, you bastard. Yeah, Bert, you bastard. <laughs> I I looked for an Atlanta Hawks hat like Bert's for the longest time. I can't oh, find yeah. one. That's a Halloween costume right yeah. there. We could do a Tremors theme party. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I'd be yeah. totally down with that. Because Michael Gross was in, well, he's been in all the films. But again, I know we're talking about one, but all, two and three are definitely oh, yeah. worth it. And oh, Bert Gummer just that's, gets... That's just like Police Academy. It's like oh, yeah, one, two, and three are essential. Mm-hmm. After that, it's hit and miss. Yeah, they go to Russia. Yeah, and if Motormouth isn't in it, you're not in good shape. <laughs> um... So this movie is kind of like the uh, Buckaroo Banzai, where it didn't do well at the box office. wasn't a hit. Um, so it grossed sixteen million on a ten million dollar budget. Yeah. yeah, they thought it was going to make about five times what it made. Yeah, it did not, but it did really well on like home video release and like rentals. And stuff. It was a it was, hit. That's that's how I first saw it. It was yeah. one of the biggest uh, rentals I think. Yeah. of nineteen ninety because yeah. I read Wikipedia before I came over here. Um, <laughs> But that's how I first experienced it. Was on home yeah, video. I, I sound the same way. Yeah, the yeah. old TBS mm-hmm. it yeah. was on there all the time. So I saw this piecemeal, like I did, like Groundhog Day and yeah, several other films. And this is a classic movie for me that when it pops up like that, I'll sit and watch about ten minutes of it or so, just to just to, yeah, you know, it's kind of like walking by a big old plate of chips. It's like I'm gonna have a few. I don't know, or like 
just appetizers in general. It's like nachos. I'm going to have some nachos. Hmm. I'm not going to have the whole plate, but I'm going to have quite a few nachos. Oh, I have That's, the whole plate. Yeah. <laughs> if it's tremors, I have the whole plate. Yeah. I mean, I, I usually do too, but just for the sake of that metaphor. Like, I'm only going to watch, I, I'm just going to watch a little bit of it. Then you hit a couple of commercials and you're like, what else am I doing with my life? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. It's like, I'm just, it's like, yeah. I'm already sad and depressed. I'm just going to watch the rest of this. Yeah. I got to pull myself together. Yeah. It's like, I'm watching tremors. Hell yeah. Um, Con Air is the same way, though. I've, I've multiple times have sat and watched a big chunk of Con Air on TV. I, you know, look, I know the world is bleak. Times are tough. You know, everybody, you know, there's just a lot of shit on TV. And I'm not, you know, if you're having a dark time, obviously, you know, seek some help. Some, you know, it, mental stability is great. You need it. But if you just want to watch Con Air... Mm-hmm. That's going to change a lot of your life. Yeah. It was like, that will change, put you in a better mood right away. You can't not smile. No. Same thing. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Ex- exactly. Yeah. And Trevor's the same way. It's just like. It's like trying to frown and eat an ice cream. Can't do it. Yeah. yeah. You have to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just, yeah. You just see the world better. Once you see Kevin Bacon fighting desert monsters. Yeah. It's like this, this everything makes more sense now. You know, they tried to uh, do a, a comeback series for Tremors in 2015, 2016, and they filmed a pilot. Kevin Bacon came back. Mm. It was canceled. They were like, nope, don't think so. Those assholes. That's goddamn ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to see it. And yet we get three seasons of Fuller House. <sighs> okay, I, I can't say anything because I never watched it, but yeah. then again. I watched like the first two episodes. Of the Fuller House, we watched the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was dry heave for about ten minutes after it was over. Yeah, when they when they made fun of Mary Kate and Ashley, I just I couldn't do it. Yeah, I was like, how dare you? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they weren't even in it. Yeah. yeah. It was just I, I just won't have that. They're all you know? like solving crimes and. Like, yeah, it takes two. Yeah, them and Kirstie Alley and Steve Gutenberg mm-hmm. are all <laughs> solving crimes together. You know what movie needs to get remade? Look who's talking. We need more talking. We baby. need to we get do. that going. John Travolta's voice. Yeah. We yeah. need to do or that no. while we still have Bruce Willis. I know. You know, well, he's still with us. Mm. So what would it be? So there was one and two, and then now. I think mm-hmm. the, the dogs were talking. Yeah. But I think the baby's uh, voice in the new one would be Tracy Morgan. Uh, I could see that. I could see Tracy Morgan doing but, that. But you've got to bring back Roseanne. Oh. And Danny. Oh, you can't do that these days. Yeah, Roseanne got canceled. Yep. Oh. But you, I think Reba. You, Reba. Ooh, Tracy Morgan and Reba as the two babies. <laughs> Yep. I'm, I'm in all the way with that. Yep. And yeah, this could be Look Who's Talking, Reba's Revenge. <laughs> nice. Penetration with the elephant gun. <laughs> um, so we're drinking uh, Folly of the Beast, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pino Noir. Um, a few household chemicals in the proper proportion. <laughs> That's a great line. Which we will discuss those characters in a second. That, I mean, I enjoyed them a lot. Um, but so yeah, Folly of the Beast. I thought this the name seemed appropriate, especially because the label depicts a whale, you know, kind of coming out of the ground or the water or whatever. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I looked around for something monster themed in a pretty good sized store. And that was what I could find was like, well, follow the beast. It works, hmm. you know, in a kind of a peripheral way. Um, but then, yeah, for our next podcast, we're going to talk about aliens and we are drinking a Riesling. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And actually a Riesling from the Finger Lakes of New York. Ooh. The James Cameron Aliens. Yes. The, the, the sequel one. to the Sigourney Weaver really yes. got. And that was one that I had debated doing for our sequel series because that it's a unique sequel. But coming back around to uh, to Tremors. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this is a good Halloween movie. What, what do you think makes it a, 
like, in your opinion, a good Halloween movie? All right, so it doesn't scream Halloween to me, but any Halloween movie, that, that's the time when, like, I'll watch Dracula, Godzilla, any any crazy, like, uh, what was it? One, another good uh, alien film is The Faculty, I was thinking about the other oh day. Oh, my I was like, God. That's yeah. better than I, I remembered. But, yeah. I mean, it's got shitty 90s CGI, mm-hmm. but still a good film. Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Josh Hartnett. Oh, Jordana yeah. Jordana Brewster. Yeah. Um, we saw that, Pam Cudd Johnson. We saw that John theaters. Stewart in that. Yeah. 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 John Stewart. Teacher. Yeah. And then the, Got uh, his head smashed the T-1000. In the aquarium. Uh, whoever, whoever the dude that played the T-1000 and T-1000. Oh, Robert Patrick. There. He yeah. was also oh, in Wayne's yeah, World. yeah, he was. He was the coach. Yeah, he, he was, was the coach. coach. We saw it in theaters, and I believe... Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we Salma Hayek. Sorry, I keep I, thinking. Yeah. I think we yeah. saw it in the Dollar Theater. Ooh. And when I hear Salma Hayek, I'm legally contractually obligated to... Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Oh, I, I really wanted From Dusk Till Dawn to be one of my films also for Ooh, this, but like there's yeah. just not enough time. We will get to From Dusk Till Dawn mm-hmm. and maybe the faculty as well. Yeah. There were too many. We, we should have uh, near the end of our series of this, like other honorable mentions that people also need to watch. Yes. And From Dusk Till Dawn is great. I actually, I'm, I didn't love it the first time I watched it. It had to grow on me a little bit. So it took a couple kind of weeks. the same for me. Yeah. Like, I, I guess I just didn't quite understand it at first. And then now it's obviously one of my favorite films. Yeah. Yeah. Written by Tarantino, directed by Robert Rodriguez. Robert as Rodriguez. I remember. It's kind of, I mean, I know we're not talking about it now, but it's kind of grindhouse esque because mm-hmm. it's, it's one film for the first hour and another film yeah. for the second half. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I mean, it was grindhouse before grindhouse. Yep. So Bert Gummer, Reba. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So we were coming back to them. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed those characters and it's no, I think it's no mistake that Michael Gross's character became like the, basically the hero of the series, you know, cause it's like, he seems to be the most resourceful. He's, he's built to kill those graboids with those massive like potato guns he's got, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's in the sequel. Yeah. Or no, that's in the third one. It was a potato gun. Yeah. Really? Back to perfection. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I think that I can't say that I haven't seen the sequels, but it's like, I think he and Reba are a good team in this movie. Yeah. I, I don't know why, you know, she didn't want to come back. I'm pretty sure she was like direct video. No, thank you. Yeah. Stars on the rise. Yeah. Well, it's a fast Reba. <laughs> and it's probably difficult <laughs> for like, you know, to, to pin down musicians, you know, they're always touring and doing stuff. So they're probably difficult to get into movies. Yeah. So, well, I mean, but. Going back to what Travis was talking about being a Halloween film, you're right. Like, I, I don't know if I would just, like, oh, yeah, this is a Halloween film. This is exactly, you know, this is what you watch. Mm-hmm. I think it just fits kind of like, when I think of Halloween films, I think of like, all right, if I like turn the lights down, I sit down and I chill out and it's like, you know, dark outside, this film might give me the heebie jeebies. And it was like, yeah. and Tremors isn't necessarily that, but it could be. If you're yeah. watching it for the first time, be like, what is this? What, what's going on? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. to me now, it's just a pure fucking comedy mm-hmm. for me. But it was like, but it's one of those where I think, you know, if you hadn't seen it, this would be considered, I would, you could say, be like, oh, a Halloween or horror movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd, oh, I'd use air quotes on that, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, scale of one to 10, what would you give it? Oh, it's you know, tough. it's tough. It is tough because, you know, I try to try to go even keel here and I know what kind of film it is. But if you're just talking about like overall everything, oh my God, I hate to say it because I want to be like uh, nine, mm-hmm. but I know that's not the case. But I would definitely say like a six and a half for me. Yeah. It was like, it's still like, it's still just a great film. But I, uh, 
at the same time, like I'm not going to sit here and act like it was the greatest film ever written or yeah. produced. But it, yeah. to me, it is a comfort film, mm -hmm. and Most I think, and, and I think that people who watch it would think the same thing. Be like, you could watch this over and over and over and over again. Yeah, I want to skew higher, but I'll say probably six point yeah. five. I would, I would say seven. Yeah, I almost said seven, but it's. It, yeah, I mean, th this is that's my own biased opinion. Like, it's it's no Shakespeare, it's no, no it's no yeah. Godfather, it's no yeah. Jaws, but it does pay homage in you know the, a way that to me I, I just love it. I, yeah. lo I love watching it over and over again. And the reason I think it's a, maybe a good Halloween film is because there's not everybody likes the the crazy ghost stories or the yeah. jump scares and all that. Like, mm -hmm. if you're wanting to watch a fun monster movie, not like crazy amounts of gore, like. I don't know if I'd call this a family film, but you know, if your if your kids are uh, in their teens, absolutely, then it's a family film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm almost in kind of the seven range, you know. And it's weird. Like I've noticed this is whenever I write a review. Sometimes my in the course of writing the review, my rating changes based on what's what I'm writing. It's like yeah. where it kind of becomes obvious. Like I like this movie more than I thought, just based on my writing. It's like. This, I mean, it's just like, it's kind of like my feelings come out through the words. It's like, I like this more than I realized, you know, or I didn't like it. Yeah. So sometimes they go up or down during the review. But I think I would have a lot of fun writing this review. I think the movie brings a lot of like, yeah. it's fun. Mm -hmm. And I think I would have fun writing about it. Well, so that, I think that would reflect. And it's, it's just kind of curious to me, like, because obviously, Todd, this is what you do and you're good at it with the reviews. Well, but you. my, but it's always curious to me, like, to write a review, you know, I, I you know, I would love to see Ebert, rest in peace. Yeah. But it's like him to not even look at like an old review, but rewatch a movie mm -hmm. and then write a, and then write a new, and Which then write he a review. Would do. And then, and then just see, or he did, okay. I'll, he did Cause that. like, I'd be curious to be like, Hey, you know what? Fuck that previous review. That was stupid. Mm -hmm. This is a four star movie. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, he to me, that. I mean, that's, that, that's really cool to be, you know, to go back and be like, man, cause I remember there's been a few films like that. It's like, well, I mean, like, I think Dust Till Dawn. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. I was like, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. Then I went back and watched it and I was like, damn. Yeah. But what they were doing, like, what a ballsy ass film and like, actually really good. Yeah. You know, he did that with uh, The Godfather Part Two. When it came out, he gave it a very mixed review. Yeah. And basically saying he didn't get it and it was too long, too confusing, and he didn't think much of it. But then he went back and watched it like 20 years later. Yeah. And he, he, has, he had a list online of like his great movies, which was like the top 1% of 1% movies. And he put it in that group. After the 20 year? Yeah. Yeah. He said this, I mean, it was four stars and like, you know, this is top of the heap. Great movie. He, yeah. And ironically, another movie he did that for is going to shock you. Uh, the Big Lebowski. Really? Uh, mm -hmm. He yeah. gave it a mixed review when it came out, but then he, he watched it multiple times afterwards yeah. and loved it. Yeah, yeah, I was the same. I didn't love it like you guys did when oh, I yeah. saw it the first time. And then I was, I, I think I misremembered some scenes also. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, after watching it again, I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, that that's a movie why I didn't even, I will never bring it up here because that's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Because I, I loved it the minute I watched it. Yeah. And I, yeah, so. But yeah, yeah I, I found it always so curious to like go back and like watch a movie like that and be like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, it's like, what, what was I writing about? Mm -hmm. That's always kind of interesting to me. He did that, yeah, for a lot of movies. Um, a movie like The Color Purple, he actually liked it less the second time. Oh, wow. Still, like, loved the movie, but, like, kind of downgraded his opinion of it a little yeah. bit. But, yeah, that was a thing that he did. 
I mean, trimmers, I mean, he would probably have given five and a half stars. Yeah. He, 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 he would have just yeah. broken his whole head and be like, I can't even, you know, this is above yeah, and beyond. Co- compared to the bullshit that's come out in the recent years, like this, <laughs> we've got to bump this up a few notches. Yeah. Well, it's great because it, this was before all like the CGI special effects, which in the, some of the sequels started to kind of bog it down. They were yeah. like, we're like, all right, sweet. We can show them on screen all the time. And it kind of lost some of the magic. I mean, they, they evolved the monsters too. But what's great is it's all like practical effects. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which and, I love. Yeah. And just crazy. It, some of the creatures just look like a fucked up like sock puppet. Oh, I know. The little, yeah. The tongue tendril things, the grabbers or mm-hmm. whatever. I love the, that. Yeah. Little snake deals. But yeah, it just, uh, just dust exploding, fences falling down. And you're like, yes, I'm going to put this on in the big screen. Well, yep. like, I mean, and again, going back to Jaws, uh, that the most expensive thing of that film, because you know the salaries of the actors couldn't have been shit, mm-hmm. and you know the explosions here and there. But I mean, especially when they're in the bunker, that had to be the most expensive for the mechanical graboid. It was like to, that. I mean, the, the mouth is wide open, mm-hmm. everything's coming. It's like that had to be the most expensive scene. Well, yeah. there is that one scene where they're definitely standing in front of a blue screen, firing at at the thing in the background, which, you know, didn't super age well, but the rest of it, yeah, the, the wall when you see it up, up close yeah, mm-hmm. is very cool. And yeah, that that's one of my favorite scenes as well because you see, you see them firing on this and you're like, oh, it's not working. And then they take two, three steps back and you're like, oh shit, this guy's like the Punisher. He's got like a, an entire arsenal. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love like the old Stan Winston, like the monster effects and stuff. I mean, like the Ray Harryhausen. Like, I love those old school oh, yeah. effects. You know, it's like there's something you, I mean, you know, digital effects look great and all that, but it's like there's something you kind of miss, I, at least I do, of those old school oh, special yeah. effects. Yeah, I was debating, um, you know, we watched Superman, Superman 1978 for mine, but also I was debating um, doing the 1933 King Kong. Yeah. The original. I fucking love King Kong. Yeah. Is that the movie that made you love monster movies? It was. I think my dad was watching TV in his, uh, like, you know, room one time, and I walked in. I was like, "Oh my god, what is this?" And it was the T Rex fight. I was like, "This is badass." Yeah, this is, that that kickstarted my nerdery. Well, that yeah. story was going to go somewhere completely different. Oh, <laughs> walking to my dad's bedroom one time, and I was like, "What is this? <laughs> like, wow, yeah. wow. <laughs> Why is it so smoky in here? Why it smells funny." <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> in that ashtray. <laughs> okay, so side note, real quick. So you'd obviously give King Kong a ten, the original. Oh, I mean, or nine or ten. Yeah, it, it's up there for me. What would you give Peter Jackson's remake? Two thousand five. I, I, it was way too long. Yeah, yeah it I understand. It, it made me he, sad. Yeah, he had the three parts: one, getting to the island, and then an hour on the island, and then an hour <sighs> of you know being back in New York. Brutal. But it was. Way too long. For me, King Kong is not just like, a, let's put a big gorilla out there. Yeah. He's kind of a Neanderthal type ape, yeti, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just, yeah. I, the, the coolest part of that film was the fight Lighting, with the three yeah. T-Rexes. Yeah. And then after that, like, I'm pretty much done. Yeah. Um, so coming up, we have uh, Aliens as yeah. our next podcast. <laughs> And then uh, with Sean back on board, we're going to do Fright Night and Night. 13 Ghosts. Yeah. And then we're going to have a couple surprises for Halloween itself. We're going to yeah. have some good stuff on that night that you can listen to. Boo. Boo. With, with the lights down low. Mm. Boo. Because I've been told that I have a very good lights down low voice. 
that I don't know who told you that. Yeah, they, that's they were wrong. My mom. <laughs> my mom thinks I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, this has been another episode of Cinema Vino. It has. Um, Love Todd you guys. Walker, yeah. Tay. Trav. Trav. Is. Is. Um, not with a bang, but with a whimper. There we go. Or at least a roar. Wow. <laughs> You can listen, rate, and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are available. Our website is at cinemavino.net, and reviews of these movies can be found at toddwaffordmovies.com. What is the Price is Right sound whenever somebody like overbids? <laughs>